shore where the mountains meet the sea in a clapboard shack by a broken down tree. There's a light in the window, just salty gals inside. I'm not sure if they're witches, but you know that's implied. Got the storytelling, ego swelling, pillow talking, moonlight walking, sea hags. Welcome to the Sea Hags Podcast. I'm Katie Norgren. And I'm Grigeppa. We're just chilling today. It's mid-September, and we don't have a guest. And I really should be back in school. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, I don't want to go back to school. It's expensive. I know. It does feel like it's the time when we should all be starting new projects and new whatever. It's our kind of our Sea Hags two-year anniversary from its inception, which yeah. is pretty cool. So we thought it's we'd just true. have a Just a Katie and Chris catch-up day. Just a Katie and Chris catch-up day, and um, I'm hungover, <laughs> as I have been a lot lately. Whoops. You've been having your dirtbag summer has revved into dirtbag fall? I think I just got everybody else is like, oh, sober September. I'm like, well, I'll drink all the drinks you're not drinking. <laughs> <laughs> That's how that works, for sure. That's how, I've been very good about not drinking during the week, and so I've been going a little ham on the weekends, and... I'm pretty ham sure for him. ham for him. Uh, I'm pretty sure that I will stop doing that soonish because now I'm getting bad hangovers again. Uh oh. Uh oh. Yeah. <laughs> I went to I went and did cook off last night. Our Ooh. past guest Jen Clark talked about doing vegan cook offs, and I finally went to cook off. Nice. It was fantastic. I drank a lot of wine <laughs> and ate a lot of little small plates of vegan treats. It was really really cool. It was just as was foretold. Mm-hmm. So hopefully you can come to the next one. It sounded goddamn delicious. Yeah. I really liked you. It was, uh, the theme was fusion and the winner was a Mapua Tofu Cincinnati chili. Nice. On top of spaghetti, all covered in goo. That's so many different fusions together. It was, because, yeah, I mean, is spaghetti Italian, is spaghetti American, is spaghetti Chinese? We don't know. Yeah. It's everything. But, like, there's also chili in there, too, yeah. and tofu, so it's like, what? What? Yeah, it was high concept and it was very delicious. It just it was up there with definitely restaurant grade mapo tofu. Nice. So it was really, and we found out that that what that means is spotted grandmother. <laughs> I, and I wonder if Liang was maybe fucking with us because I have no way to verify that because I don't have a grandmother spotted or otherwise, and <laughs> I am not Chinese speaking in any capacity. <laughs> So I think that if I was, you know, a person who spoke a language that nobody else in the room did, I would definitely want to mess with them. <laughs> but I don't know her very well. So anyway, it was a lot of fun. That sounds lovely. And Friends and a, food. I have a cava headache, so. What's cava? It's just like sparkling wine. Oh, it's very dry yeah. from Spain. Right. From a Spain. I thought, uh, like, the coffee thing. What's Mm-mm. that? No, 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 that's cava cava. But it's, yeah, it's pretty much says, it's exactly the same word when you say it. Mm-hmm. But that's spelled with a K. Uh-huh. And yeah, and I've okay. had that too. It's a very different flavor. It tastes awful. It's the worst tasting thing. Uh, cava Cava with the K. The, uh, the what, root. What thing. is it supposed to be? It's like a... It's, it's like a relaxation beverage, basically. I don't exactly know what the chemical makeup of it is, but you... Uh, Come on, give me the formula. What the fuck, Give me Katie? the formula. Uh, you blend it up in a blender with some water and ginger or something like that, because it, it really does taste dreadful. Uh, some people would probably disagree with me and say, oh, no, it's good, but it's... That's it's, what I say about the green smoothies I make. They smell very bad. I don't know how they <laughs> taste. But, uh, no, the, uh, the Kava Kava, it tastes sort of like uh, burny, melty flavor. Uh, it's just like a, 
It makes your mouth go numb. Ooh. And it tastes like medicine. It's yucky. But it does make you feel great. Mm. Like, it makes me feel very chill. But at what cost? You can buy it in pill form, too, so you don't have to taste it, which mm. is... But then you burp the taste, and it's really <laughs> gross. But anyway, yeah, so, but the cava is just sparkling dry white wine. Yeah, see, that's a relaxation beverage to me. It is, but I don't know, for some reason, I know, it does. It tastes like there's very little sugar in it, but there must be a ton, because yeah. I just end up with such a headache whenever I drink it. I think, it. like, yeah, sparkling wine headaches are pretty typical... That's I like... just love being bad so much. <laughs> I love being bad. And there was a super cute kid at this party last night, and I was having that moment of, oh, a cute kid. Maybe I'd have one. And then I just realized, oh, no, you just have them all the time, not just when they're being cute. Yeah. <laughs> and then you wouldn't get to go out and, like, drink sparkling wine sparkling all night. Sparkling wine, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'd have to be a responsible parent. I was like, no. <laughs> But right now, I would probably feel better if I had been a responsible parent last night. <laughs> there, we learn lessons, or no, we don't. Yeah. I, I've had a chill-ish weekend with lots of early nights and getting up early, and I forgot to set an alarm this morning, mm-hmm. but I woke up immediately at 7.30, just which was the time that I had set an alarm for, which is great, because I had to work. So that was extremely fortunate. Fortuitous. Yeah. Thanks, body. I just had stress dreams all night. Thanks for routine. Yeah. Oh, stress dreams. Yeah. Oh, well. I'm having a little bit of a personal, yeah, just stress time. Just feeling a little overwhelmed with chanjas? Yeah. Yeah. But that's okay. Yeah. I had a really nice weekend last weekend. Yeah? You went and toasted your buns? Yeah, I went to Rec Beach, and it was great. Presumably the last Rec Beach of the summer, although today was, like, hot enough that I totally could have gone to Rec Beach. Could have. we had to do this thing. We had to do this stupid thing. Just kidding. I love it, and I love you. (laughs) I love you, too. It's still stupid. (laughs) (laughs) Who said we had to do it every week? Oh, we did? We did. Yeah, Yeah. well, we didn't record last weekend, so it's like we actually have things to catch up about this time. You mean you have to go and, like, live life in order to make art, man? Yeah, man. This is art? (laughs) Yeah, this is definitely art. This is definitely not not art. <laughs> so you went to Rec Beach last Saturday. I did, and it was the first time that I've ever gone with my partner. Mm-hmm. And I guess he had gone like when he was younger and stuff like that, but not for a long time. And I was always inviting him to come with me and then other friends, and he was mm-hmm. just like, no, I don't, don't want to be naked with people I know. Yeah. yeah. So then this Relatable. time we just went by ourselves and... Yeah, just hung out in the nude in the sun and... Just rude nude dudes. Yeah, went swimming. And then I laughed because he, you know, got a little bit chillier and... So he's- Put a shirt on. He became a shirt cocker. He became a rugby shirt cocker. Just a t-shirt and no pants. He's not ashamed. No, and he was like, this is great and extremely practical. I totally understand why they do that. I'm like, wow, you fucking assimilated quick. Yeah. (laughs) Pretty soon he'll just be selling sarongs down there. (laughs) But don't use this to cover up your body. (laughs) This is the naked beach. I know. Did I tell, did I say this on the podcast already? I found out that people in the Rec Beach Preservation Society and other nudists have a derivative word for non-nudists, which is textiles. <laughs> god, those textiles are really ruining this place. Oh my god. I just find it so funny! It's the funniest pejorative to me! Oh my god. Oh my god, the oh. clothies. <laughs> I thought they would call us or something. <laughs> Doesn't textiles, isn't that so much better though? Oh, it's just got such good disgust phonemes. Yes. Textiles. <laughs> I really like it. That's wicked. I love it. Um, yeah. Now you're making me think of the the mover guy that that fell in love with me when I was helping Gavin Clarkson move, who uh, who asked me if I knew watermelon because of doing comedy. Right. Uh, we're like, yeah, I know who watermelon is, but it's not from comedy. <laughs> it's from marijuana. It's from weed cookies or weed brownies, I guess, on the beach. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Pot cookies by watermelon. She's running for city council now. Is it on a marijuana platform? Yes. 
Is a platform shaped like a weed? Probably. <laughs> it's just a green leaf. We plant. get it. You smoke weed. Your but... name's Watermelon. <laughs> Mary Jean Dunstan. Is that actually her name? I believe so. It's so close to Mary Jane that she should have just changed it, and it's a shame that she didn't change That's it. That's very fun. Um, but yeah, she's running for city council. There's another election coming up. I can oh, talk about... God. No, I'm so sorry. No! It's a municipal by-election for the school board and one city councilor spot. And... I'm having, like, even though I'm not involved in municipal politics at all, that's what I've been dreaming about most. It's very frustrating. I'm like, shut up, brain. Oh, man. Yeah. Politics are bad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we should We should make them illegal. <laughs> Oh, no. I don't see how that's going to work, Just a benevolent monarch? Is that what you're looking at? And the benevolent monarch's name was Katie Norgren (laughs) the whole time. And then I was in charge of everything. I mean, that sounds pretty good. It couldn't be any worse than what we already have. No, just tell us what to do and, like, just be nice to each other. be cool. Hey, what if, hey, you stop that down what there. What about this whole structure of public service and all these people doing all these different jobs and, like, responding to, hey, just be cool. Just be cool, Joe. <laughs> like spitting newspaper. All problems solved. <laughs> Another spitting newspaper. Wait, that was a mistake. That didn't fix anything. <laughs> you know what fixes everything, though? Kombucha. Yeah. We're having it. Sponsored by Organic Raw Kombucha. Townsend's Tea Company. Brew Doctor. Nice. So good. Um, What did you do last weekend, Katie? Last weekend... Well, you were sunning your buns. I was winging by on a boat, mm-hmm. just going past, trying to. I was looking at you through uh, binoculars, trying to see you, trying to look at them boobies. You couldn't see them. Couldn't see them. Um, didn't really get a look at anybody's butt, which was too bad because I'd hoped, you know. Yeah, there was definitely. Ed said something about like, oh yeah, wreck beach. I forgot the like wang to boob ratio is like definitely skewed in the wang. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even see a wang where I was. It's oh. so sad. No, my uh, my parents, uh, rich friends, and their yacht took us out. Oh. <laughs> their Grand Banks yacht. Uh, they're super nice people. They're not cocks at all. <laughs> uh, yeah, so we went to their... No wangs, no cocks? What no, kind of vacation day was this? To their yacht club and got on board at about, I want to say about 9 a.m., 9.30. I was really, really hungover. Like, much more so than I am today. That's for sure. Uh, I'd had way too much to drink the night before uh, watching our friend Gavin Clarkson headline for the first time nice. at the Laugh Lines Comedy Club. He did a good job. He did a great job, and I, I drank way too much and stayed up way too late. Um, but because we have this very strong philosophy in my family that Nordgren's play hurt, uh, which is really specifically about doing things when you're hungover. It's like, <laughs> you're an idiot, you did a dumb thing, and you have to suffer for it. Oh, no. And there's no, like, canceling the party just because you can't be there, so you sort your shit out and turn up. Yeah, I mean, so like that's pretty good life lessons, yeah. I guess. So they made me do that in Disneyland when I was 20, uh, and we went to the Pirates Dinner Adventure the night before, and I drank a shitload of box wine with my dad, and we both had bad hangovers the next day, and she's like, we're fucking going to the Magic Kingdom, bitch. <laughs> Get out of bed. <laughs> so I was like, I know this is going to be the case. That's what has to happen. So I just like let them know before they pick me up. Like, sorry, I'm hungover. The truth was, I was still drunk. Yeah. So I got, I went with them, got on the boat, had a McDonald's uh, hash brown and a coffee. So I was yeah. like, okay, I'm not going to die now, which is aces. Um, and then 10.45, 11 a.m., my dad pulls out the first bottle of rosé. Jesus Christ. <laughs> and I was like, well, let's just ride this train. as far, I guess ride the boat if we're going to keep our metaphor consistent mm-hmm. all the way. 
So yeah, I just got drunk again, and then I passed out that or night at nine thirty. Stayed, <laughs> stayed drunk, yeah. It was a lot of fun, and there was a hilarious moment on the boat when we were anchored in False Creek. Like, is it still False Creek when it's like right at uh, Science World? Yep. So that's where we were, like right by Legacy Liquor and everything. Because uh, I know, because I looked on the Google Maps, like, oh, we're out of white wine. <laughs> I'm gonna maybe have to disembark. <laughs> Maybe I just, like, swim over in my clothes. That's trashy as fuck, and I love it. Uh, they had a dinghy. They would have taken me. Uh, and, and so I'm, I'm telling a story about something. I don't remember why I was telling the story, but it was about my first boyfriend from high school. Um, and I was saying something about, oh, you know, Jeff went and did this thing. And then my mom pipes up out of nowhere and goes, you know, she lost her virginity to him. <laughs> Thanks, Brenda. It had nothing to do with the story at all at all and I just can't figure out why she felt the need to say it other than the fact that like I'm gonna blow up your spot and tell them that you're not innocent or something because like obviously I'm not uh I hear that you might have had some sex I might have done a sex uh it was just so so funny because I think that my mom just wants people to know that her kid fucks like (laughs) don't worry I don't have a nerd she does it yeah, she may look kind of nerdy, but she Trust me, ain't. she's definitely done it. I'm like, yeah, well, don't let them think that I'm still somebody who fucks, that I'm, like, a cool person who does sex a bunch, because, <laughs> no, everybody knows looking at me that I'm not. <laughs> so let's not create this fantasy. <laughs> anyway, it was super funny, and uh, it was a really fun time, and then they drove me home, and I ordered, very drunkenly, I ordered some Pad CU on the way home and picked it up. Mawed it down and then passed out at 9.30. I mean, sounds pretty great. It was a good day. And then I had... And then Sunday, we connected up and had quite the adventure. It was one of those, you have all the trials and tribulations and it's just a good thing that you were together because yep. otherwise we would have lost our fucking minds yep, collectively. Yep, 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 Mm-hmm. We tried to go see Fifty Shades of Dave. Yeah. The lovely show that we talked about with Kyle Carpenter and Nico DiCecco. Nico DiCecco. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we were super excited, and we gave ourselves lots and lots of time to get down there. So much time! And Katie dropped me off so I could get my little fringe pass, and I went in and I got seats for us Mm -hmm. in the theater, and I put my stuff down on two chairs, and I went downstairs to wait for you to come in. Mm -hmm. And then it got closer and closer and closer to three. There was just no fucking parking, because fringe, I guess. There was no parking at all. And it was a really rainy, rainy rainy-ass day, so I guess more people probably drove than would normally have, like, biked or bussed or whatever. So it was just like impossible. Yep. And so I was just like, ah, Katie, where are you? And like the front door guy was just being very like strict about, yep. you have to, and so I'm like, great. Okay, fine. I'm just going to go upstairs. I'm going to get my stuff. I'm going to leave. So then I went up into the theater to grab your stuff, to grab my stuff. And I was like in the middle of like the second row aisle. Right. So I went and I like sat down to pick up my things. And then like I was getting up and they sat two new people. So I took the coat off of my chair next to me and some woman was just like you can't save seats here it's fringe it's not done like why would you do that and so now there's now there's seats for two more I'm just like yep yep but I'm getting up to go and she's like two more seats over here and like two people sat down immediately and I'm just like excuse me like I'm trying to go and then the lights went down and Nico was right there and I was like I can't leave now I'm trapped (laughs) trapped forever trapped forever and so so I did watch the show and it was enjoyable and charming and lovely but just the whole time I was just like, Katie, and she's like locked outside, like in the <laughs> pouring rain. And, yeah. Oh. Kyle felt really sad for me. I was like, it's not your fault. It's like, yeah, I know, I know, but that sucks. Like, no, the rules are very clear. It just was a super unfortunate day in terms of getting there. Like, it just, it was so, like, um, 
People walk very irresponsibly down there because it's meant to be quite a pedestrian right. place, but they don't have good transit there. Mm-hmm. So, like, it's very, very hard to get around. Mm-hmm. Uh, and people just kept walking in front of my car as I'm trying to, like, get get out into where you can drive again. Yeah. And they would just, like, a few people would come by and then a few more people. So I would, like, stop and start and stop and start. And then I just sort of gesticulated wildly at people, like, come on! And a man slammed his hand down on the hood of my car and was like, you need to chill out. How rude. And I was just like, I just had to drive away because I was like, I'm going to pull that man's face off of his head (laughs) and I'm going to wear it as a mask. And I'm going to go into this fringe show and be like, I don't know what. With that that entitled face, they probably would have let you in. (laughs) Yeah, it made me really, really mad. Uh, But I was, you know what, in the end, whatever. Once you accept that... It's just not going to happen. And you're like, fuck. Then it's okay. Yeah. So, you know, it was only an hour show, so we met up again, and, and then... I took you to the keg. You took me, took me to the keg, where we had some wine, and I recouped a little, and, uh, yeah, and then we had to go promote my show that I was running that night, and it was such a bad day. Like, it was just such a grody day. Getting butts in seats in Vancouver. Not yeah. easy. Unless you're a fringe show about horny old people. Yeah, because they did a sold-out run. Congratulations, buddies. Mm-hmm. I'd like to think that them being on the podcast really. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that definitely was a, more of a favor to us <laughs> than anything else, I think. So, but yeah, it just we so we went out to like Olympic Village and just tried to bark, and I was just like, it's like I'm on the TV show Crashing, and so I just like went up to people and be like, do you like comedy? Would I you couldn't like do it. Comedy I show? couldn't fucking do it, and you did it all, and I appreciate it very much. <laughs> it's I didn't really realize because I was just like, oh no, you'll be fine. Come on, and you're just like, no, I can't. I'm like, no, but come on, it's totally easy, and you're like. I can't. I'm like, oh, you seriously are like frozen in terror. You really right can't. Now. Yeah, it wasn't. I wouldn't even call it terror. It's just so like my brain wouldn't let me do it. It's mm. like I can't approach this person. They will kill me. They will kill me with their eyes and their heart. <laughs> <laughs> so that was yeah. So that was a. And you know what? It turned out fine. Twenty-seven people paid ten dollars each to go to the show. That's pretty fucking good. Which is actually. enough for me to pay everybody a little bit of money and cover my costs. So you know what? You can't really ask for much better in Vancouver, to be quite honest. No, uh, but I'm hoping our next show is going to be even bigger. Because it's a fucking banger. Oh, it's such a banger. I've really, really put a lot of thought into the lineup, which is shorter. uh, So it means that the people who are there who are really good can go longer Mm -hmm. um, and just, like, stretch their legs a bit. Mm -hmm. So to have, you know, we've got Ed Hill and Katie Ellen Humphreys. Uh, just as feature comics, oh, which is man. which is great because they are headliner material for sure. Yeah, and Ed's been voted like best comic in Vancouver three or four times. Nice. So. I don't actually know him at all. He's super nice. Cool. Like, he's one of the nicest guys. Certainly one of the nicest pros. Nice. I would say he's so. going to be on the next Story Story live show at the Rio. So I just, right his name is now popping up for me. Yeah, I got to be uh, sort of part of the Story Story live show. You're the plant. I was an audience plant, and my question was because uh, our friend Joe asked, like, "Oh, does anyone have any questions? Like, to, we'll just get things warmed up. You have to ask the performers, like, to figure out if their story is true or not." Mm-hmm. And so I asked, like. Yeah, I have a question. Are you single? And then she like came over and like gave me your number and stuff <laughs> like that. It was very cute. But then the whole like rest of the show, everyone was asking the perform like everyone was just flirting with all the storytellers and performers, being like, "Are you single?" And it's like we started a trend, <laughs> and like nobody really asked a lot about stories. They were just like asking like personal questions to everyone, like, "Oh, 
when did you first get involved in, because a magician was on there, my friend Travis, when did you first get involved in magic? And it's like, that is not going to help you determine if his story is a lie or not. I just want to flirt with yeah. all the performers. And there was they were a, cute, though, There was a they? drag queen that did, like, a whole dance number. Who, who was it? Do you remember the uh, name? Connie Smudge, I think. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And uh, so, yeah, so uh, an awesome performance. And then, so the whole thing was, like, not even about the story that Connie told. It was just like, where did you learn to do that dance thing? Is that a performance? Like, oh, I've been doing this performance for 17 years. Who was the liar? There were two different liars. <gasps> two liars? There two rounds. And Erica Sigerson was the liar the one time. It was wonderful. She's outstanding. And then the liar was the open mic winner. So it was Patrick Malia, Connie Smudge, and then this girl... Um, and I forget her name because she was just like a gal that won at the open mic because they often do like an open mic story slam thing. And she won. Nice. And yeah, Patrick cool. Malia told a really like embarrassing story about being like so desired and pursued by Alanis Morissette and that she kept pursuing him all through Ottawa and he kept kind of being a bonehead and not uh, returning her calls or doing anything until finally she started dating somebody else. And he says it's true. <laughs> Sure. Listen to my skepticism hover. <laughs> oh my god. He'd used it a lot of, it was a lot of uh, just a vehicle to have a lot of Alanis Morissette puns in the story set. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I, I bet it's about as true as the whole being asked to have a threesome with uh, Matthew Good mm-hmm. that I have as a story. Right. Which is true, but yeah. it's also not that great of a story. It's just like, somebody asked me if I wanted to do it, and I said no. Yeah. And that was what happened. Yeah. Basically. It's just that the opportunity existed for me at all. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't, I never know. I, I would love to do that show. I just, I've been offered to do it a couple mm-hmm. times, uh, but I don't, I can't think of a true story. Mm-hmm. I guess I could come up with a lie story, but I also really love telling true stories that sound fake, which mm-hmm. is really what I want to do. Yeah. Uh, so we'll see, I guess. But uh, yeah. Oh, and uh, the other invitation you told me to bring up, uh, save it for the podcast, Katie. I got asked to, I got a really, really cool invitation from my friend Chris Katami uh, in Portland, mm-hmm. who is running a show called Spec Script right now that is doing quite well, uh, where the concept is that somebody writes a script for a television show that they maybe know things about but haven't actually ever watched before. Nice. So they write a whole episode about it. Uh, without looking up anything about the show, uh, without looking up names, I think. And, uh, then a panel of comics and performers do a table read of it, nice. like a live table read. I would assume that I would be the one there, uh, reading all of the stage direction and mm-hmm. stuff like that. So that would be really fun for me. And the, the one that I think I would like to do is it's always sunny in Philadelphia. Oh yeah. Cause, Cause I've, I've never, never seen, seen it, either. but I've seen a lot of it. So I would There's be like, lo- our friend Luna has our, a lot of memes. Our horrible father uncle is here. <laughs> like, why is Jenny DeVito? here you know <laughs> i don't know anything about the show i do know the characters names yeah so i feel like they're all awful people so they're all awful really fun and write. they all own they like run a bar or something like these are the things i know and then they get into trouble all yeah, the time i just so. know about here please have an egg in this trying time <laughs> please have an egg in this trying time yeah so i think that would be super fun to do i would really really like to do it i don't know when we'll manage to do that but maybe in december or january or something so and then i would like to come to portland interview some portland peeps because that, that would be, be we could definitely get some podcast backlog for mm-hmm. sure. We get Caitlin Warehouser on, mm-hmm. Portland's Funniest Person. Nice. Uncle Kate on Twitter. Nice. I love her. Nice. Really, 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 really would love to have her. So, 
Yeah. It would be really fun to do. We shouldn't announce it probably on here because then border agents will listen to it and be like, you're doing business. Nobody listens to this. Nobody <laughs> listens to this. Like, who is it that said that if you really truly want something to be a secret, you should have it at the end of a two hour long podcast? <laughs> so just to ensure that no one will ever hear it. Yeah. Yeah. Or just somewhere in the middle where everyone will like skip through. <laughs> Where we go to the money zone or whatever If we only had fucking sponsorship Who cares We'll never have it No Never never. This is a labor of love I can't believe it's been two years Mm -hmm. It's really wild to think about that Like there are so many other things going on in my life At that point in time That uh, It just feels like no time has elapsed since then Mm -hmm. And yet And yet It's a very exciting Yeah two years We're gonna go to Gibson's And then couldn't really find the time to do it Which is too bad We're busy young professionals Yeah Much more so you than me now (laughs) Such a busy bee Yeah You're so tuckered Yeah Yeah Hopefully you get used to it soon You acclimate to things pretty quickly Yeah You're an adaptable little bean Yeah Little Capricorn (laughs) I just can't stop thinking about that thing you sent me Yes Another past past guest um, Anya is, you know, hardcore Capricorn Slytherin as we bonded over. And she put up this, like, just ridiculous meme of, like, a koi fish getting, like, fed kibble or whatever. <laughs> and it was just, like, Capricorn, like, drink to excess, spend too much money, like... Spend 45 minutes on makeup and then decide not to leave the house. <laughs> it's just so specifically about you. I know. <laughs> as a person. And mine... So, the image for Pisces was a baby doll... Doing a fat bong hit I mean, that's pretty accurate It was like, yeah, I mean, the image alone But it was like, secret drug habit Cries all the time And all this other stuff Yours isn't secret Yeah, no, mine's not secret (laughs) I can't remember what else was on there But we should post them up with our uh, We should post them as our our podcast images Yes, our archetypes, our avatars It's just a little too accurate. It was a little overwhelming. I was like, I feel so fucking seen right yeah, now. Yeah, Katie, you wrote to me and just like, oh my god, Chris, they came for your fucking life in this one. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, if I, if I was to create a meme based on your eccentricities, I wouldn't have been that harsh about it. <laughs> I would not have told that much truth. <laughs> if I, I wonder what I could have added to mine to make it worse, which would have been like, acts really nice but secretly a bitch or something. I thought like that was that. on there. Oh yeah, probably. Uh, cleans too much to appear productive, but actually is masking so. Oh important. my god, you're not allowed to come from my life now. No, you are. You're one of the few people who is. Yeah, yeah. I need to clean everything right now. Yeah, it's, clean your life. The seasons have like changed over, and so like I need all my fall wardrobe now, and I'm just like pawing through like summer t-shirts and shorts that I can't wear anymore. Just trying to layer them to get one more week or two out of them. Yeah, yeah I've been doing a lot of summer dresses with tights and cardigans. I have and it's just, so like... many open front long sleeve cardigans. It's just like, well, that's that's going over my summer dresses, and mm-hmm. that's going to be it. So I had to. Um, I realized. I, I put a, a shopping cart together on the Joe Fresh website <laughs> with five items on it and realized, oh no, Joe Fresh, the offshoot of Superstore, a discount grocery store, mm-hmm. is too rich for my blood. I know, they're actually pretty expensive it, but I mean, it's not expensive. It's just that our 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 income does not match anything. Mm-hmm. Like, So instead of getting four items on the fucking Joe Fresh website, I went to... 
Value Village and spent $85 and got two pairs of jeans, two pairs of lounge pants, four sweaters, and a dress. Oh, man. Pretty good. For 85 bucks, So, not bad. That's your fall wardrobe? Yeah. One of my sweaters is a, it's a calf, it's an oversized caftan. It's a, uh, it, it's a plus size one that I didn't need it to be plus size, but it is, and it's a caftan, so who cares? It is Jennifer Lopez branded. Oh, my fucking God. Jennifer Lopez. Why didn't you wear super, that here? Because I wore it last night. <laughs> <laughs> to the cook-off. <laughs> it was really, it's quite cute. I liked it a lot. Uh, yeah, so that's just what life is You wear that shit with right leggings, now. bro? Yeah, bro, I wear that shit with <laughs> leggings. I don't know where that's from, but I'm yes and you. I just thought it would be funny. <laughs> it was, yeah. I definitely wore it with leggings last night. Yeah. Yeah, it's com- comfy. Mm-hmm. I had so, a, yes, I upgraded my wardrobe to slightly more professional stuff. I got, like, some new business Blazers pants. and things. I have, I have blazers. I have four. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah. That's the correct amount of blazers. Yeah. I have my fun one. It's all floral. And then I have a neutral and a gray (laughs) and a black. (laughs) Everyone's got to have a, you got to have a black blazer. Yeah. But it's not even, it's got like a shawl front. It's very nice. It's all fine. And like a new purse that fits my laptop in it and like some new business shoes. Yeah. Just killed it at the winners. Yeah. It's absolutely slayed them. Mm Mm-hmm. Love winners, but kind of hate going there whenever I want something. If ever I go there with an idea of, like, this is what I want to find, I find dick all. Yeah, I just went in there being like, oh, maybe I'll find a person, then yeah. I found all these other things instead. Yeah. I go in, like, I'll just look at some stuff, and then I come out with, like, $200 worth of amazing things, <laughs> which is which would be fine. If it was all, if I got a ton of really cool stuff, I wouldn't mind spending the money, but, like, four plain-ass items from Joe Fresh. It was just, like, just like a, like a pin-tuck dress that had a, like, piping on it. It was 40 bucks oh, or something cares? like that. Like, yeah. I just... There's nothing on Forever 21. There's nothing on Old Navy right now. Like, they don't even have the fucking leggings. Like, how do you... You're a pl- like plus size Forever 21. You don't have your $7 leggings in stock all the time. You're mm-hmm. stupid. <laughs> like, I need those. I need 10 pairs of them. I need them now. <laughs> and you're withholding them from me so that I will buy stupid, expensive, dumb ones with fake wear and tear on them oh, that God. cost way more money. Like, fuck off. We should just, like, switch to just Costco clothes. <laughs> that was how my whole adolescence was. Mm-hmm. I just dressed in boys' clothes from Costco, and I, I'm tempted to do it again, honestly. They have, like, really good, sturdy-looking leggings for pretty cheap. I'll go there. I might even go there on the way home today, because I gotta get my, uh, I gotta get my card. Tessa upgraded it for me, oh. so I gotta go in and get my, get my new ID. Get some giant Kirkland brand boxes of Advil or whatever. Yeah, I thought you were going to say giant Kirkland boxers. I was like, yeah, sure. Why not? I'll just go around in boxer shorts for the rest of my life. Boxer shorts with leggings underneath. It's a look. It's it's definitely a look. <laughs> you look like something if you do that. And maybe a hoodie sweater. I basically wore that to class. Like the, uh, What you're describing is basically what the Unabomber wears. <laughs> hmm. Well, I take it back. <laughs> Okay, I do want people to quake in fear when they see me, so that would make a lot of sense. I um yeah, I would like to go to Costco and just get all of my clothing there because I just can't understand how frustrating it's gotten to just buy clothing retail. Mm-hmm. It was already bad and it's just getting worse. I'm just shaking our heads silently. Just silently shaking our heads, just filling up this beautiful space. Should we take a little break? Let's take a little break. <laughs> We're back. We still suck, though. Yeah. <laughs> We're very terrible today. 
It's sort of awful, isn't it? A little bit. A little bit. You it's, ate a hot dog and now you're so tired. I know. That's whatever food. Well, that's a uh, that's that's an insomnia cure if ever I've heard one. Yeah, it was eat a, veg- a hot dog. It was a veggie dog too, so it's just like just like a wheat on a wheat bun. Yeah, like a gross protein tube that just was the catalyst, or not even catalyst at all. It was not exciting enough to be a catalyst <laughs> whatsoever. It was just a uh, like a toppings delivery method. So I ate a lot of <laughs> condiment, pi- pickle, and onions. Condiment. <laughs> yeah. Based meal. Mm-hmm. That's most of my meals. I, just, I get very excited yeah. about good condiments, but I guess they have to shine even more if your actual hot dog is just wheat tube. Yeah. Wheat meat. <laughs> just a little bit of wheat meat. That's actually very clever. Thank you. <laughs> That's what could call it that. I love rhymes. Because, <laughs> like, there's you, you you got your street meat, mm-hmm. but then you could have your street wheat meat. I, I need some wheat meat, wheat please. Wheat street meat. Yeah, ain't got any wheat meat? It sounds like what the, uh, the Roadrunner would order. <laughs> What would you like? Wheat meat. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck you. Fuck me. Fuck me. So at the break, we were grousing about the fact that we have plenty to talk about, but we just can't talk about it. Yeah, we're very much not allowed to talk about things. Our jobs. We can't talk about our jobs anymore. Not that we've been reprimanded, but now we're just realizing like, oh, we have real serious jobs and we can't. I haven't been reprimanded, but I've been warned. (laughs) Yeah. That everything you do, I do it for you. No. I work for Brian Adams now. Yeah. <laughs> it's out. The secret's out. The secret's out. I'm Brian Adams' personal assistant. Because Oh, it's Brian Adams on the phone. <laughs> oh, I have to go. Brian Hello, Adams Brian Adams. Phone. Brian Adams on the phone. How are you, Brian Adams? <laughs> Do you want me to pick up your dry cleaning, Brian Adams? <laughs> Brian Adams? <laughs> Sorry, that's stupid. <laughs> I'm a bad personal assistant, Mr. Brian Adams. I love it. I love it. So, yeah, we can't, we can't, like, yeah. I can't talk about nonsense at my work. You can't talk about cool scandals and stuff. Like, it just isn't possible. Nope. And uh, there's just so many things that, like, it's basically taken over my whole life, and I have yeah. no free time for the last I guess you can so. say that you created a new bullet journal. I sure did. It was amazing. For any of uh, various and sundry freedom of information requests that are made of you. Yes. Yeah, I, that was an exciting thing that we also did last weekend, was that we went shopping for a journal for you. Fuck. <laughs> I liked it. I loved watching you puzzle through 30 different journals till you found the right one. Yay. It's white. It's white. <laughs> it's plain white. I know. It's exactly <laughs> the same as the one that I had before, except it's white. And you took a good long time to be sure that was what you wanted. I had a good sure. time. I haven't been in a bookstore in forever. Yeah, so, I mean, yeah. just looked around at really good stationery. No, I've, I like, want a journal. I hooked so many fucking people on bullet journal stuff, Katie. Like the, oh, yeah. I was talking to this gal yesterday who was like, oh yeah, ever since you showed me that bullet journal, I decided to do something like that too. So then she opened hers up and she's got this like five page spread of like books that I need to read. You wow. Know? Like, then talking to some coworkers, we have a temporary coworker that's filling in. Um, and we were like, oh yeah, we organize our books kind of like this bullet journal style. She's like, wow, that's so cool. So she like researched bullet journals and the next day like came back with her notebook all set up that way too. Oh my God. You're a, you're a gateway drug. I know. It's really fun. It's a bullet journaling (laughs) organization. I know. That's you. I'm like, just follow my Instagram and see it. Totally. It's it's like, it's pretty cool. Yeah. So now I've got like my personal journal is a riot of color. A riot of color. And you have monochromatic elegance. For my work one. Yes. It's extremely minimalist. I did decide to allow myself one color so it's shades of gray and then bright yellow pops that looks really good perfect looks so good that's so very you i know i love it i know it's great 
So that's making me very happy. Yeah, yeah. You got to find the things that you can have lots of control over, and then that makes it a little bit easier to deal with. Like, yeah, I'll just make myself look extremely anal and uptight by making this tiny little perfect journal. <laughs> totally, totally. Yeah, I've definitely dealt with a bit of nonsense at work lately, and like I said, can't really talk about it. It's yeah. fine. I just don't care. Like everything's all right, yeah. but it's it's been interesting to kind of keep being in positions where I have to talk to people uh, who have like done things that endanger my job in mm. some ways. Uh, and so like, that's fun. Yeah. <laughs> I, but I ultimately just don't care. I, I like, there are moments where I'm very frustrated and other times that I'm just like, whatever, you know, mm-hmm. whatever. It's all fine. It's all going to be okay eventually. So, mm-hmm. but it's, it's definitely taught me some patience and Zen. I know. And I was just like, oh, Katie, it looks like you might have to start focusing on your creative output again. No, I don't want to. Yeah. Is, I'm having trouble with that too. So that was, uh, that was the other point that I wanted to go That's into. A, is that I being, was trying to do a flawless segue, Katie. You were beautiful. And then I'm exposing it for like the radio. The artifice. The radioactive technology that I am. I'm Podcast sh- phony. Showing the guts of this. Um. Yeah, so I, I like like I've said before on the podcast, we've I've I've finished the pilot uh, script. I've, it's been rewritten several times for Ghost House, and I cannot bring myself to pitch it to who I want to pitch it to. I haven't sent it to anybody who's ever done any writing for TV to look at, even though this woman Diana Francis has offered to like soft mentor me. I still feel like it's way too much to ask for her to oh, look at no, the script. I didn't know that. You got to fucking take that up. I know having a mentor is fucking the best thing ever. I know, but she's probably so busy, and maybe she, she would just said it because she was being nice or something. Well, then you you can do the thing and then she can say, oh, I'm too busy right now. Yeah, I know, but what if she says that and I die? (laughs) What if she says that to me and I die? Like, that's the whole thing. Jordan's been, who's my co-writer, has been not hassling me, but just very gently hassling me. Like, come on, right? And come on, like, let people look at it so Mm -hmm. that we can proceed. He really wants to film it. Mm -hmm. I'm just like, no, there's like Ten things that have to happen first before I'm comfortable with that. Oh, no. Just, just so dumb. Get it's, over it's, it. Yeah, I know. It's <laughs> self-sabotage. That's all it is. Is because, like, God forbid someone says something that I've done isn't totally perfect, especially when it's something that's creative, like, that isn't just autobiographical. Because mm-hmm. if you write something autobiographical and perform it, nobody's allowed to say it sucks. Because it's your life. I mean... They can think that it people sucks, but they can't say like, it. People say that about, like, one-person shows all the time. <laughs> it's true, but those people went and put it out there, which is so scary. So, I don't... I, I, I'm sure I'll get over it, but it's like barking. I just couldn't do it, and it's this whole thing of, like, because it's my show. Mm-hmm. And this is my idea. And even though a bunch of people have said it's really cool, and I've started to see other ideas crop up with other comics who are you know, creating things for Story Hive through right. TELUS. And then you're like, oh no, it's kind of similar. It's like, that just means I that's got... the universe knocking on your door being like, look, if you don't do it, if I'm going to go it... somewhere else. Oh, get out of here, Liz Gilbert. I know. Ugh, this big magic's going to leave me if I'm not careful. It's, that's true, though. Ugh. Even Tom Waits agrees. That's like his whole writing philosophy. That man lives in a junkyard, Chris. <laughs> I know, but you love Tom Waits. <laughs> he makes love to old pianos. <laughs> These are lies that I'm telling about Tom Waits. I assume he lives in a very nice house with his wife. Mm-hmm. Kathleen. Kathleen. Who is a piano? I've named Kathleen. <laughs> <laughs> the piano is my wife. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's a silly. Oh, man. But so, yeah, like, 
big magic it. I got a big magic it, but I just hate it. I like to write. I really do. I love having ideas and I love talking about them with people, but actually mm. trying to sell myself is so hard. Yeah. I, yeah, that's annoying. There's got to be some other way to, like, put it out there, but... I need to hire someone who looks exactly like me to be my hype man and be like, no, I wrote this. It's great. Ha! Or I guess those things are also called agents, and they don't have to necessarily look like you, but you could, like... Well, I mean, I assume if I had an agent, I'd have to things. pay them. I, well, yes. I couldn't just, like, make my own clone and then press ganger into doing what I'm asking here. Yeah, like, you have... prestige style. You have no control over your clone's autonomy. <laughs> Fuck, I do not know how genetics works. <laughs> I mean, you could try, but isn't that just indentured servitude? Yeah. Because it's yourself, and I mean, you already beat yourself up enough, so why oh not? Like... I'm going to go to jail for beating myself up so much. Yeah, you just, you have, now you have an externalized punching bag instead oh, that you can say mean things to. Christ, that makes it sound so dark, mm-hmm. dude. You're making me have realizations on a Sunday afternoon. Yes. No, it's not a good thing. <laughs> Oh, man. I just want to be your agent. Listen here. See? I've got listen a hot, here, see? hot ticket. Hot ticket item. Oh, i got a blazer on, so you're going to listen to me. four blazers. I'm like wearing four blazers right now. <laughs> I'm so overheated. Because I'm fired up about this agenting. <laughs> I know what words are. Uh, so, yeah. So, you should totally just do that thing. Yeah, but I, I am intimidated to do it for a variety of reasons, not least of all that one of the best shows on television has just come back. Ah, uh, yes. Yes. The Good Place has returned. It's so good. I'm so relieved they got another season. Me too. Because I was worried that they might not because they were so high concept and weird. But I, I started re-watching the first season with, yeah, with a friend again, uh, with Janessa, because she needed to see it. And she is loving it. Mm-hmm. And I'm re-watching so... it with Ed, and he's just like... I didn't think, because I'm like, oh, it's a sitcom, and he's kind of like, oh, like... And the first couple episodes, he's like, oh, I get it, we're gonna just see, blah, blah, And now, as it goes, like, he has been, like, bursting out laughing. There's so many little throwaway jokes that are just it's so brilliant. so... Like, you have to... You can't zoom out on it. You have to really zoom in, and mm-hmm. you'll see, like, even when there's text on the walls, mm-hmm. like, the, the gag that they they have where the who who was right like what religion was right about the afterlife like uh, all of them are about two percent right give or take uh the closest anyone ever got was this t- teenager in calgary one night on mushrooms <laughs> who got it about 92 percent correct is like dougie mcfarlane or something yeah, like doug that. forsyth doug forsyth and he's, that there's was just it. a portrait of him on the wall <laughs> it just looks like my dad's friend from the 70s I know, or something. and then in the newest season, it's like, oh yeah, that portrait's still there. Yeah. <laughs> I just love, I love small jokes that production teams put into things, and, and Good Place is so good at that, and Bojack, Bojack Horseman yeah, is so good at like, that. Like, every t-shirt that a character wears has some kind of a weird in-joke on it, or My like a poster on the wall. My fucking favorite thing is, is absolutely every time there is a, a piece of something that had to be dictated, mm-hmm. like whether it is a banner or a cake or a t-shirt, yes. it always, <laughs> always has the directive written down too, like, happy birthday, Diane, and use a pretty font. <laughs> <laughs> or happy, congratulations, Diane, and Mr. Peanut Butter, Peanut Butter is one word. <laughs> <laughs> I just, There was yeah. another one, too, that was, like, a congratulations something, and then, if not available, use something else. Yeah, 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 yeah. I just... There's just something about it. It's so, so good. And all of the little jokes that go mm. into posters in the background is so... So I see I see all of this amazing stuff that's being made, because there's so much television right mm-hmm. now. You could argue there's too much television yeah, right now. I guess now. Bob's Burgers does a lot of those, too, where it's, like, every pun is, mm-hmm. like, always written into things. Yep. I just, I just love... 
the joviality of wordplay mm-hmm. in comedy. Like when when you can get a goofy little bit in somewhere when it's not even the main bit, mm-hmm. but you know someone's so happy they got their bit in. I guess it's just a little bit like meta enjoyment of it, but it's also just, I love the artistry and I love being made to laugh. Mm -hmm. You and I were talking about this last weekend when we were driving around all over Hell's Half Acre, but like it's it's harder for us to laugh at taped comedy now Mm -hmm. that we both kind of, when we listen to Put Your Hands Together or something like that, like we know when it's good and it's funny and we laugh, but it's harder to laugh. Mm -hmm. Uh, like to see it live is a little bit easier, I find, because yeah. you're just like plugged in, and you can but... let yourself go, and you're not also doing something else at mm-hmm. the same time. Yeah, or, like you can experience it with the group of people. I know this has been said all the time, but yeah. it's like you know you're all in it together, and then maybe the comedian says something that's like unexpected or interesting, mm-hmm. or and you're all different, and you're all there, and you're experiencing it together, and yeah. you get kind of carried away in the collective like joy of that. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. it's a lot easier to really appreciate it. It's unfortunate, though, that uh, the more I see of things that are good, the more I feel inspired to make things, but the less confident I feel in actually putting those things out into the world. With stand-up, I don't find it so difficult because when I go and do stand-up, it's very rarely being videotaped or something. Mm -hmm. Like, it's very rarely being recorded. But even when I, you know, post something I've written, then I will read back over it and find flaw in it and that kind of stuff. And when I do a stand-up set that isn't good, I just let it go. Mm Mm-hmm. And you were saying, like, about autobiographical versus, like, sort of fictional creative. Yeah. Your stand-up is largely autobiographical, yeah. so that's a little bit easier also to, like, put out there. And yeah. Just like, well, you can't, like, it's not... Nobody can say it's a stupid idea because it happens. Yeah, it's not wrong or dumb or anything. Yeah. It's like, no, that happened in my life, yeah. so whatever. So, and I get, to talk, I get to talk about it because it was my experience, so mm-hmm. I own that experience. But when it comes to just making something, then there's this the, this possibility that I've copied somebody else without meaning to, mm-hmm. or that I what I'm doing is derivative, that it doesn't stand out, that if someone reads so it, they're like, this doesn't need it. to be made. Yeah. And that's what I'm worried about getting back as, as feedback, because I have put a lot of effort into this one thing. And I'm hedging my bets a bit about putting more effort into it. Mm. So that that makes me nervous. I, I have so much good encouragement. I have no reason to have this kind of self-doubt. But it's just the idea that if I'm stupid, I will, like if it's stupid or if it's not good, then I'm not lovable or something like that. Oh, like man, you, that's you so pack harsh. so much into yeah. there because it's like so much of what I am is done is, is tied up in what I do mm-hmm. and whatnot. And that's nobody else putting that on me. It's me putting it on myself. Mm-hmm. So this idea that like, I have to be producing, that I have to be active, that I have to be just not, not doing something. Mm-hmm. Um, but that if I'm doing something that's creative, it has to be good enough to justify the fact that it's not in other ways helpful. Oh, ugh. yeah. No, that sucks. Yeah. To just justify the fact that I spent this much time on it, it has to be good. It can't just the... be a learning experience or well, something. Well, yeah, like, what about the, yeah, the joy that you get out of creating the thing? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what about the lessons that you take away from it all? It's just like that, yeah. And in the end, the love you take. What about the journey that you go on? <laughs> the uh, whole process. My feet hurts. <laughs> well, we are going to go get foot massages after this. Yeah, hopefully. Hopefully the big feet is open mm-hmm. and can take us on and make us feel like better people. Mm-hmm. It's good to good to take care of things. Aww, well, I didn't realize that it was that much of a roadblock for you right now in terms of the... It's stupid. All I need to do is just get over it. Like, mm-hmm. I could spend a million years processing, or I could just send the fucking script to Diana... Or I could send the fucking script to Graham Clark. Or I could send the fucking script to any number of people who could play a role and just might have an opinion on mm-hmm. it. Just to get some feedback. 
but I'm being a chicken shit about it. So if I just bite the fucking bullet and do it, yeah. then it'll be done. Yeah. Like with so many things, like calling to order sushi or something like that. Just do it and then it's done and then you don't have to worry about doing it. Yeah, or like our fringe experience where it was just like, okay, I've just accepted that I'm not getting into this play. Now I can move on and do something else. Yep. So like, you just have to do it. And you know what? The worst thing that could happen is that the person might say, this is really dumb and I hate it and why would you even bring this to me? Yeah. Which is a not likely for no, anyone to say. They might be like, likely. it needs work or something like that. Yeah, or sorry, I'm not interested in doing that. Yeah. And then you'll be like, okay, so now I know, and now I can move on and do something else. You yeah. will not die. Yeah, no, I won't. And, but I'm, and I'm their, a... their respect for you will not lower. In fact, it might even raise even if they're not interested because they'll be like, wow, that was really cool that somebody thought of me enough to like do this thing. And... Ugh, you're making so much sense. Yeah. I hate you. <laughs> Just do it, baby. It's, yeah, I, I'm sorry to say, but that Nike slogan is uh, still very, very applicable across the board. Like, just fucking, just do it. <laughs> just do it. Isn't that what we started this whole Sea Hags podcast about Fuck off. two years ago? Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> and you said that if we say it on the podcast, you have to do it. Uh, it's a binding contract. <laughs> okay, fine. You've got. We've got a couple of nice guests lined up, but in a month, let's check in about this project and see if you've done. All right, I'll make sure that it gets to at least three people by then. That's yeah. I'm writing it down. Yes, I will (laughs) send the ghost house pilot to three people. Nice. Not necessarily saying what three people they're going to be, but three people. That's better than what you. No people. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Yay! That's a good resolution. Yeah. How are we doing for time here? Ah, we're almost done. Fine. Great. (laughs) Fuck it. Let's go get our feet rubbed. Okay. (laughs) I don't know. I feel like this is not a bad little episode. Yeah. Or it might be very bad. Tell us in the Sea Hags mailbag. Don't tell us. (laughs) Don't tell us if you hated it. Yeah. Tell us that you love us. And and we're cute. Can you relate to this journey of creative struggle? I would be interested to know how many people go through this kind of same thing because I. Don't. <laughs> yeah, you're, just, you're like, not really afraid of rejection. Yeah. Which is beautiful. Because, like, it won't kill you. Mm-mm. It truly won't. Yeah. And a lot of the times when you get rejected, it turns out that that was actually a really good thing. Yeah. So, oh, big time. Oh, big time. Oh, big time. Oh, the biggest time. Yeah. So then yeah. it's like, then you can figure out some other new place to focus all of that good, good energy that you have and all those fun ideas mm-hmm. and all that, like... All that beautiful golden light you have inside you can't <laughs> You would think that I actually loved being in a holding pattern. That I just, like, enjoy a lack of resolution based on how often I stew at that intersection. Mm. What a fucking idiot I am. <laughs> but I'm pretty lovable, so let's just move on and keep going. Yeah, okay. And I get our feet rubbed. I hope everyone has a really good week coming up, and yeah. we'll see you next week. Fucking kick out the gems. Bye. Bye. Bye.